We're back. Sam Rajofsky, Sam Nation here on News Talk AM 840 KXNT. Happy Sunday. Coming to you loud and clear from the entertainment capital of the world, Las Vegas, Nevada. What a week this has been. Let me just, I'll say this. There is no possible way to compete with ballot harvesting. We don't know. We really don't. Can't verify it yet. What kind of fraud there's been in this election, if any. But I can tell you this. When you print this many ballots and send it to this many people, you're, you're of course, they're, this is the Democratic Party has is very good at collecting ballots, making sure they're favorably filled in, of course, uh, and turning them into uh, the, 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 the vote registrars. Right. This is what they do. And I know this is a recovering California. This is how California, in many cases, is kept blue. This is how you have uh, areas that are, in fact, quite conservative be ruled by Democrats all the time. It happens. It's just a thing. Tom Steyer uh, is one of the principal funders of this effort and has been for many years in California. And it's 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 effective. Now, I love, by the way, I love all of my friends on the left who tell me uh, that they want America to be more like Europe. And I am all for it when it comes to elections, because I've, unlike many of you, I've actually voted in European elections. And let me tell you how that how that works. You have to show up in person with your ID and it's one person, one vote. And I'm absolutely confident that if, for sure, if this was one person, one vote, this election may very well have turned out differently. But now I I want to look and talk to you a little bit prospectively about how this is going to look. Now, we know we know Trump's fighting this and I'll talk a little bit more about that later. But I I draw I always like to connect things that are going on uh, to my personal experiences and, and, and decide and figure out how. They're going to look and how these things will end up shaking out. And one of the things that I, I've been thinking about a lot is the last couple years in my professional life. You know, I'm an attorney. Uh, I used to have a firm in California. Uh, we we had about 100 employees. It was a big firm. And, uh, you know, a few years back, my partner and I uh, started to disagree about some of the ways that we were doing business. Now, I am a I'm a realist. I'm a pragmatist. I am uh, I, I'm I, I love building companies. I love building businesses. I'm a lawyer, but really, I'm a I'm, I, I'm more of a manager. It's it's the thing that I'm I'm good at. And we built an exceptional business with exceptional people. And and, you know, I mean, look, uh, even even the best marriages, sometimes they they come apart. So we, we began having some disagreements, and I never really talked about this on air, but I think right now is a, a good time to, to bring it up because there's an, an analogy here to be made to what's going on uh, with this race and to how many of you might, might be feeling. So as the, as the conflict between my former partner and I began, as it began to develop and uh, heat up, let's say, uh, I... 
you know, I I was I, I always felt you couldn't promise people things that weren't realistic. And there there came a point in the in the fight. It was like, who's going to stay and who's going to go? Right. Who's going to keep the firm and then who's going to take a buyout and, and leave? And the reason the reason I'll just tell you, the reason I ended up taking a buyout and leaving is because I, I couldn't compete with with fantasy promises that were made to people in the office. I just couldn't do it. It didn't work. You can't you can never folks, you can never win that type of fight. You can't win it fairly, at least. And so I made the decision to leave. And and by the way, these are the, the you know, hundred people, they're they're these are sophisticated people, in many cases lawyers. And they're getting promised things. They're getting promised partnership. They're getting promised this, that, and the other. And none of it, of course, materialized. Now, flash forward a year, right? It's been over a year since I left there and I started my new firm, Sam and Ash. And I, and I, and all I hear now, by the way, of those hundred people, incidentally, I think nine are left. Most of them have, you know, have walked out the door because they got played. And and the reality is that, you know, if you're if you're wondering about this election and you're wondering about your your friends and neighbors and how they voted and what they did, you got to understand, you know, even very intelligent or seemingly intelligent, sophisticated, smart people can get can get played. And sometimes I don't I don't know what to tell you. You you have to almost let it happen. You have to. I mean, there's going to you if you don't think there's going to be buyer's remorse on this thing, all these I, I for, uh, for example, friends of my wife. All these all these gals that have for four years sat around and and moaned and groaned about how bad Trump is. Uh, and and it's been honestly for some of them. I I don't know if they have anything else to talk about. Uh, I don't I don't know where I don't know where they're going to be. And all the people that all these you know truly dedicated leftists I think are going to be very disappointed by this. But the most I'll tell you the the the, the most disappointed group in America are the ones that sacrificed substance. For style. The people that voted for decency, quote unquote, who voted for civility, who voted for the nice candidate because they were tired of Trump and his tweets and his nonsense and his bravado and all of that. I think they're going to be very, very disappointed by the reality that a Biden-Harris administration brings. And they're going to miss Trump. They, these, are, these are people, and by the way, these are the people that could have swung the election the other way. Now, the blame for this, blame for this I think I, I can squarely put on Trump, because this was within his power to persuade and make a, make a better argument for why he deserved to be reelected. And that argument, that argument should have begun election day 2016. That argument should have been made, started being made four years ago. 
And it never it never was fully, in my opinion. And that, in, again, in my opinion, is why Trump has lost the race. But it doesn't change the fact that there will be a lot of people who believe promises. By the way, I, I mean, I'm going back now to the story of, of me and my former partner. I was the I was the tough guy. I was the guy that fired people, hired people. I was the one, you know, that came down on people for performance. And he was the fun guy. The fun guy always wins. People like the fun guy. But the problem is, is eventually you got to pay the piper. Eventually you've got substance matters. And this this uh, election, sadly, was was one where substance lost. It really did. And if you look, if you were to just take Trump's policies and write them out, you know, I'm, I'm telling you, it's more than half the country likes what they see. Or I'll put it this way, more than half of the country likes 90 percent of what they see. And that would have won the race. I'll be back right after this. Don't go anywhere. Sam Rajofsky, Sam Nation here on Talk Radio, AM 840 KXNT. You got hurt in an accident. Now you need the right lawyer to help you. Don't hire a do-nothing, no-call, no-show lawyer. We are Sam and Ash, and we are different. We've recovered over $400 million for our clients, and we promise to always call you back the same day. While no one can guarantee an outcome in your case, we have the experience to get you the results that you deserve. So call us at 702-820-1234. Or visit samandash.com. Because you deserve what's right. Sam Rajofsky, Sam Nation here on News Talk AMA 40 KXNT. You are listening to Sam Nation, a fully Karen free zone. Uh, <clears throat> that's right. Substance. It matters. But, you know, we've we this is what happens when you make decisions based on feelings. I'm, of course, referring to the various constituencies of Biden-Harris voters and opining that there will be, uh, you know, a couple of them be very disappointed. I think the far left group will be disappointed. Uh, But we'll see about that. But the one that is definitely, definitely going to have buyer's remorse for all the people uh, that wanted more civility and wanted less of Trump's crazy tweeting and what they are going to get is, uh, of course, uh, substantively, uh, not the kind of presidency that they want. The policy, when you strip away some of the Trump, you know, flair, the 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 policy substantively uh, is something that I I think is, is is remarkably attractive to most of the country. And I'll remind you again. That an enormous number of people voted for Trump. I mean, this election was close. Came down. It came down to tens of thousands of votes in a few states. And those votes, folks, those votes probably. uh, Well, I'm not saying, look, I'm not saying that we didn't have a record number of ballots cast in this election. I'm just saying we may not have had a record number of voters 
if you catch my drift. And this is what happens when you send out these mail ballots. I'm, uh, I have, I, I should post it. I, I have video of me shredding my two ballots that I got. I wonder if everybody did what I did. I also wonder, you know, you go to the, to the, to the, oh, you go, you go to, if you go and vote in person, you know what they want from you? They want to collect your ballot. They want to collect your mail and ballot. You, so you're supposed to just like give it to them. So you're turning over to some poll workers your unused ballot, your unmarked ballot. I don't think so. Now, I happen to be very suspicious of everything and everyone. And so I'm, you know, and again, I'm a lawyer. I'm, I'm trying. I'm the guy people hire to protect them. So I, you know, I'm I'm cagey. So, but I mean, can you imagine how many people went to the polls and and voted in person? Trump voters, right? Republicans and went to the polls, voted in person and turned over because they're nice. They're just nice. They turned over their ballots to the people working there. Lord have mercy. And then, uh, of course, we have the, you know, the, the, what was it in Michigan? The, the 127,000 ballots were all dropped. They all marked Biden Harris. If that's true, I mean, that's stunning. You don't have that kind of margin of victory in San Francisco. If you did a random sampling of 127 ballots. So COVID becomes the mechanism by which uh, we get mail-in voting, and mail-in voting in turn creates a record record number of ballots, uh, and now we have a record number of voters. One thing leads to another, leads to the result that we have. So, substantively, we have a problem, and um, I also... I, I, I'm just I have to I'm chuckling at all my friends. I have a lot of I have a lot of friends that we disagree about politics and I just don't talk to them about politics. And I and and, and the pro, and here's the thing. I don't I don't go on Instagram, by the way, and talk about politics on Instagram. What's right, Sam? I go and I show pictures of cars, my kids travel, fun things that I'm doing. We're putting out the. Uh, installing a new mural at our office downtown Las Vegas this week. I'm teasing that. You know, it's a place to... I don't want to get into politics on social media. It's annoying. I've even I even stopped really doing it on Twitter for the most part. But I go on Instagram, right? And, and I'm sure many of you can relate to this because you, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So you go on Instagram and there's every... And I, I went to like a picture this morning of... My my friend's daughters sitting in front of the TV. I went to like it. It was a nice picture. I liked the girls. I liked it. I immediately had to rescind my like. Like rescinded because I read the comments and the comment. Oh, oh, the comment was I'm I'm so proud that my girls can grow up in a world where, you know, Kamala, Kamala, whatever her name is, Harris is in the White House. And I I. I mean, the, she is the last person. I do not want, me personally, I don't want my daughters looking up to a woman who slept her way to the top, which is what she did. And Willie Brown has admitted it. And and the history, I mean, it's there. It's so anti-feminist. It's so not progressive. It's exactly the wrong role model 
for my daughters. So I, I'm just, I, I don't even think people have connected the dots. So you got a guy who just got elected who has a credible rape allegation against him from his time in politics. You've got a female vice president that they're overlooking all of her. I forget the politics, but just her background and some of her flaws. And by the way, you know, record number of incarcerations that in California, uh, Kamala Harris couldn't get her campaign off the ground with with the Democratic in the Democratic primaries with Democratic voters because she wasn't progressive enough and her bona fides were, well, might I say, remarkably right wing, almost Trumpian. So, I mean, the, and this is they've got her and they overlook it all because they don't care about substance. It's all about the feelings. So in a great triumph of feelings, this election brings us the feel-good candidate. And the thing that terrifies me the most is that there is no one home. Joe, Joe is not there, folks. He's not okay. He looks, he's, what we're dealing here is that we've got an absentee president. And I haven't heard that term used yet. And so if uh, if I'm the first to use it, uh, you know, just give me credit. Joe Biden will be the absentee president. And all of you who thought you had too much of Trump and he was too there for you and he was always blabbing. You're going to wish. You had him over this kind of empty shell of, of a person who's clearly not well and in a state of decline. Now, the reason this is risky is because we are in precarious times and we have adversaries who will take advantage of that. And we have will have a series of unelected, unknown, hidden influence, well, not even influence makers, but but basically decision makers behind the scenes that are going to be running Joe Biden. This is he is really the closest thing to a Manchurian candidate outside of the movie that I've seen. I mean, he's just a, he's a, he's going to be, we, we just don't know what we have. And that part of it absolutely terrifies me. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine (laughs) people? So I give it a year. I told you the story last segment, you know, I give it one Give it one year and all of a sudden everybody who got who got promised magic beans that this was all going to be great uh, is is going to have terrible, terrible buyer's remorse. And by the way, I do want to get into the legal challenges. I think a lot of people are very interested in that. I want to speak to it as an attorney because I I do want to take it apart. One of my most one of the reasons I am starting to think that this legal challenge isn't going to go anywhere is that Trump continues to rely on Rudy Giuliani. Now, I, uh, uh, you know why Bush won his challenge with the Supreme, at the Supreme Court versus uh, uh, Bush v. Gore? Well, I mean, he, Bush immediately went out and hired top white shoe lawyers. Um, Man, you could say white shoe law firms, but fancy lawyers, big name law firms, people that have a long history of arguing cases before the Supreme Court. Now, let me talk about this. You have 
this all is going to come down to a Supreme Court challenge. I'll get into that a little bit next segment. But hear me out. The the issue, right, is is really who you have spearheading that effort. And there's two parts to this. You have to in order to make an argument in any court, you have to have the facts and the law on your side. Okay, now, many times I can tell you this from experience as a lawyer, you don't have all the facts, and you don't have all the law and, and you have to be really exceptionally bright, capable, creative to weave the best story together with what you've got. Sometimes it's thin. Uh, you can't do it. I think you really can't do it if you don't have anything there. And the, and the lawyers that always win, by the way, I'll let you in another secret. The lawyers that always win cases. I mean, the minute that they get a feeling that their case is thin, they drop it, okay, or they get out of it. They get away from it because they don't like to lose. So I'm, you know, I've, I, I'm just, I'm pointing that out there. So, so fact to law, right? There are certain laws and the facts have to fit the law in order to win. So here, the first thing that needs to be done on this case strategically is investigation, it's not standing and loudly shouting with the with a megaphone and calling press conferences and everything. You've got to investigate. You have to get proof. That's the most important thing. And and I I'm up against a break, but I'm going to explain this why this is so important and why I'm I just I this is well. Let's face it. Trump has a long history of hiring really bad lawyers. Sam Rajovsky, Sam Nation here on News Talk. AM 840 KXNT. Ash, what about those insurance ads with catchy jingles? And the lawyer commercials. The jingles might get stuck in your head, but they're designed to do one thing, distract you. Distract you from hiring the right professional team to represent you. Choose reputation over shtick. Sam and I are real personal injury attorneys who focus on you and your recovery. Call us anytime, 702-820-1234. Or visit samandash.com. Because you deserve what's right. All right, we're back. Sam Rajovsky, Sam Nation on News Talk, AM 840 KXNT. And yes, I am Nevada's favorite recovering Californian. Nevadans, listen up to me. This is important. You've got to realize something. I'm going to get to explaining, of course, the the legal challenges and give you a little bit of uh, legal insight to that, uh, the segment. But I, I but I listen. This is important. All of these California Democrats that are coming into Nevada, this is not good. You know, California Democrats are not Nevada Democrats. A lot of you that I know that are my friends and neighbors that are Democrats here in the state, you know, you you still kind of believe in the Second Amendment. It's California weirdos. They, they don't. And, it, you know, they they also kind of believe in creating a completely hostile environment for any business except for some giant tech monopoly. From succeeding. Which, of course, we are a state that is very much reliant on our small businesses. Uh, and uh, and in fact, in all, in all businesses of all sizes, obviously. 
So I'm, you know, a little side note on this. I'm I'm noticing a lot of glee among Democrats in Nevada saying, ah, our numbers are getting boosted by these Californians coming in. This is great. Be careful. Uh, you're not going to you're not going to like your state in a while. Uh, some of us came here because we liked that you were not California. All right. Now, let's explain this this legal business. The issue in all of these cases are go is going to it's going to come down to the 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 election how in each state what the intent right what the law was and the intent was by the state legislature because the power to pick the to to run the election and pick a president in every state is the the power is the constitution gives that power to state legislators not the state secretary of state, not the state attorney general, not the state governor to the legislature. And so the issue will be in each of these challenges is what was the rule set up? What was the law established by the state legislature? And then the subsequent question was, was that followed? And then I think a second component of this is, are there any equal protection due process violations in the way that the rule was set up? Right. Was there was there a, I, you know, again, for example, the the the, the big thing is going to be counting ballots after Election Day or counting ballots received, I should say, after Election Day. And the reason for this is it's the 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 federal government, the Constitution sets the date of the election and the date was Tuesday. It wasn't Friday. It wasn't the following Tuesday. It wasn't the following Friday. It was Tuesday. And that's the election day. And so what you what you heard, I think, the other day was that the Supreme Court ordered that all ballots being received in Pennsylvania after Election Day be segregated. Because there it signals they want to take a close, hard look at this. So the election, it's true, may may not be over, although I just again, these these votes are all being managed. By a bunch of people. Who have convinced themselves or been convinced by the media that 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 Trump is the second coming of Hitler. And when you convince people of something like that, they will do anything. They will they will commit crimes. Uh, in an effort to stop Hitler from becoming president, right? I mean, this is this kind of how the thinking goes. Uh, so I, I'm, I don't, I'm not holding out a lot of hope. The other part of the problem is you need the right legal team, and I started talking about this uh, a few minutes back. Uh, you know, Rudy Giuliani is not it. I want to see a really solid legal team be put together with some nonpartisan, incredible litigators and people who are. You know, who have gravitas and experience appearing before the Supreme Court. And I, you know, can we say Michael Cohen? I mean, Trump has a long history of hiring kind of these people that that talk, talk nice. And they, they I guess they they're, you know, ideologically sound in the moment, but they they're they're not particularly effective. And as a lawyer, I'm telling you, I don't see Giuliani being particularly effective right now. Um, and and the other thing, I really hope that they are 
investigating these claims because you cannot go in to the Supreme Court. I don't care how many justices you have that you think are on your side. The, uh, Amy Coney Barrett is going to vote based on the facts and the law. That's why we like her. We wouldn't want her to vote any other way. So I'm just telling you right now that if 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 Team Trump isn't able to pull together the evidence of this of this fraud, then then you can't prove your case. And the most important component to that is is the research, is the investigation, and it can be done. Uh, but you've you've got to you know you've got to. You've got to you've got to prove prove the case. Now, what what I think is going to be interesting, let, let's say that one of the issues is not having not allowing access for observers. And there's been a, a lot of claims of this, that there were observers that were basically Republican observers that were pushed out of the uh, out, out of the out of the counting rooms and, and were, were left left out in the cold, literally. And I, I don't know what the cure will be. To, to to fix that, because in every legal case, there's always there's always liability or proving who's right and who's wrong, and then and then deciding what the what the fix is, right? What the remedy, the legal term is remedy, is for the particular wrong that was done. So if they find there's a wrong, what's the remedy? Does Pennsylvania have to vote again? It's possible. Do certain ballots get kicked out? It's possible. If they're not verifying signatures, they could order uh, independent signature verification. It could end up resulting in a ton of Biden and probably a few Trump ballots getting discarded. But I I um, I just think, you know, this is um, the spectacular uh, what what's coming up. And, and again, it'll it, if. If Trump sticks with Giuliani, he's not going to this is not going to get off off the ground very quick. I, I'm going to tell you, it's probably going to go nowhere. If he lawyers up with the with the decent firm, I think I think there's still a chance. Uh, but but it's but it's, it's certainly going to drag on. And Trump's the, the last guy who's going to give in. I mean, he is the last guy who's going to give this up. If you think that there's uh, maybe a peaceful resolution here, I'm peaceful. I mean, you know, if he's going to just go into the go into the sunset. I, I, I strongly doubt that. So we're going to follow this closely. I um I also want to point something else out. You know, all these these anti-Trump Republicans, the Lincoln Project, right, for example. You know, I wonder how many votes they cost establishment Republicans that were running for the Senate. I mean, the Lincoln Project gave so much cover to the mainstream media assault on Trump that I think it had a negative down down ballot uh, effect. And I noticed one of these Lincoln Project guys was on Saturday. No, Friday night was tweeting that he hopes that some, you know, throw out Trump, throw out the GOP senator. I don't even remember which state it was. There's one of them's hanging on by a thread. Throw him out. And and I. And, and it, it suddenly, I hope, became very clear to people that the Lincoln Project, the, these, these conscientious uh, objector Republicans are really 
are really nothing, nothing more than Democrats. They're just Democrats and they've been useful idiots in some cases and and deliberate Trojan horses and others, either way, uh, very much used by the mainstream media to uh, to to fight uh, against Trump. Now, the other another interesting thing I wanted to share is I, I I mean, is there is there any chance that at some point. The media, this well, not just the media, but the left, right, we've got the mainstream media, we have big tech. And we still have can't we still have this idea of canceling people who have committed some offense to the system. Who have perhaps, I don't know, uh, not cleansed themselves fully enough of their racism, for example. Or who maybe by virtue of just who they are and their age and some of their history are racist. And who maybe perhaps by virtue of an allegation, whether proven or not, are guilty of rape. And I, I keep thinking this in my head. I, I, I think, what if Biden, what if they turn on him? What if at some point we have the party decide, or not the party, it's not even that, but the mob, the left-wing mob decides that the old white man must go and that the beautiful, brilliant black woman should become president? What if they decide that right when Joe's faculties begin to wane even more and he's fragile? Joe won't know what hit him. And my my thoughts are he's 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 getting set up. This has to be a thought. And I know it's a thought because the the all my suburban Democrat moms that I know are all, oh, Kamala, 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 Kamala. I can't. Wow. She's so amazing. I cannot wait. The stage is set. All right, I want to talk about Nevada and where we're headed. What I'm going to say here uh, should be the blueprint for going forward uh, starting tomorrow. Sam Rajofsky, Sam Nation here on News Talk AM 840 KXNT. Back right after this. If you've been injured in an accident, you need the right team on your side. Ashley is a former insurance defense attorney who knows the insurance industry's playbook. And Sam is an experienced high-stakes negotiator for accident victims and their families. At Sam and Ash, our sole focus is on you, your recovery, and getting you the best possible settlement in the least amount of time. Call us day or night at 702-820-1234 or visit samandash.com. Because you deserve what's right. Sam Berjofsky, Sam Nation here on News Talk AM 840 KXNT. So I, well, one theory, like I just mentioned, that perhaps uh, Biden is being set up uh, and will be, uh, well, what do we, we would just be uh, canceled for some series of past sins uh, that he, of, of which he certainly has many, the left just 
hasn't addressed any of them because Orange Man had to go. But now suppose uh, also the other plan uh, is to have a conversation with Joe and say, you know, you have a choice. We can cancel you or you can step down and die a hero. Think of this sort of as uh, the deal presented to Field Marshal Rommel by Herr Hitler. If you don't know the story, Rommel was a very famous, perhaps the most famous, competent German general. Uh, And he became quite popular back home and eventually politically problematic for Hitler uh, and was allegedly given a choice, commit suicide or we'll arrest you and you'll 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 die a disgraced wreck. And so Rommel took the deal. So this, um, yeah, this this is a, I, I, it's a it's an interesting thought. I, I there's something like that coming. Trust me, I have eyes on the back of my head, and I know these people well. Okay, Nevada and where we go from here, folks. Let me tell you, we cannot let Nevada become another California with no beaches. And really, really crappy weather in the summer. Okay, let's real talk. I'm I'm here because of two things. One, I moved here because California is going to hell in a handbasket. It's not good. I know some of you visit California. You go to Disneyland. You you go. It it looks good, right? Looks great. It's not. It's a problem. Doing business there is terrible. It, it's, I, and, I, and I say this as somebody who, ha- I have some employees, we have a small office uh, in Newport Beach. Uh, we, we, I'm licensed still, I'm practice law in, in California as well. Uh, but I'm, I'm, based, I'm based here and I've moved to Nevada and I'm, I'm here because I just, I can't do it anymore. And there are so many people like me, but I will be honest with you. Uh, uh, people leave because of the economics. They don't move away from the beach to go live in a desert because they don't want to live by the beach. They don't move from an area that has, I don't know, we'll call it averages 77 degree temperatures year round uh, to uh, a place that can get, you know, 120 degrees in the shade and there isn't any shade. Okay. So the truth is, people come here to Nevada. They're coming here because the state works. Lower regulation, no taxes, right? No state taxes, although we have a whole lot of fees. And, and you know, and a, and a lit and let live government. We kind of have, that's our thing. I don't know, Republican, Democrat, whatever. Here is the path forward. Here is the, the coalition that succeeds, assuming... That the left doesn't keep stealing elections with these stupid mail-in ballots, right? The winning argument here is a platform that is pro-business, that is pro-family. Whether that family is straight, gay, purple, pink, white, black, doesn't matter. Pro-family. Pro-education, not at the expense of being pro-teachers union. We're pro-growth. 
We're pro-Nevada. We're pro-America. We're pro-gun. This is, by the way, this is where most of us here in the state fall. And we can't, we cannot let a bunch of loonies moving in from California change this. We have to maintain our competitive advantage and our competitive advantage comes down to our favorable business conditions, our tax rates and the things that need to improve our education. By the way, if you think it's because we're not putting enough money in education wrong, it's a proven fact. It is a total lie. More money does more money per student. LA Unified, anybody? More money spent there per student than just about anywhere in the country, and it is a disaster. Kids can't read. Kids can't write. Kids can't count. So they become poll workers. Just kidding. So anyway, we know there there are solutions for education. Breaking up CCSD. We've got this big, big, big school district that covers all of Clark County. We've got a big guy in charge, and he's, he's, I don't know, whatever. He's out of touch. He doesn't know what's going on in the classroom because it's a giant organization. Break it up. Turn it into a bunch of little small districts. Take, the, I'll take all the administrators that are paid disgusting salaries. Dump them. Don't give teachers tenure just because they're there. Reward them for being great teachers. Reward them when their kids succeed. Bonus teachers when their certain percentage of their class gets accepted to a four-year school. I don't know. Be creative. There's so many ways to be creative. And the answer is not just spend more money. The people coming from California, when it comes to something like education, they're going to tell you we need to raise taxes because we need more teacher. We need more money for more teachers. We need more money for students. We need more money for education. And by the way, that just happened in in Arizona, didn't it? They passed. I I haven't been following it too closely. The bond measure uh, where they where they're raising fees and, and taxes to cover more money for education. It's nonsense. We have to remain business friendly and businesses care about costs and they care about standard of living. And not everything is solved by raising taxes and spending more money. And we need to lead the country in that. But there's a there's a coalition to be built here. And uh, my I'm telling you right now, a California Republican is is almost uh, almost as conservative as a Nevada Democrat. And the the Nevada Democrat, uh, excuse me, the California Democrats, they're they, they are and they are going to come into the state and they are going to wreak havoc upon us. And it's happening all over the country. California has so many people. They work for big companies. A big company relocates. They send their workforce to Texas. So Toyota up up roots out of California. Why are they moving out of California? It's beautiful, right? It's great. No, they're moving out of California because it sucks to do business there. And so what do they do? They move to Texas and all these people haven't put two and two together. That the reason that their company can't survive in California is because of the terrible votes 
that they themselves have made every two years in every election. Never underestimate the power of people to self-destruct themselves over and over and over again. And it brings a really important point here. No matter how utopian the Democrat paradise is, for example, San Francisco, Los Angeles, New York City, uh, it eventually runs out of economic opportunity for people. And that is what people need. It is like air. It is like water. People need to be able to feed their families. People need to be independent. And the troubling thing for me for the left is that they truly would prefer that we be dependent on them instead of dependent on ourselves. We cannot let that kind of transformation of our state here in Nevada occur. All right, that's it. We're out of time once again. Whew. I'm going to be here. I will be your guiding light, your beacon of hope through these troubling times. We'll get through it. I'll keep you posted as the situation unfolds. Sam Rajofsky, Sam Nation here on News Talk AM 840 KXNT.